Alright, ready. Jobber Nation, welcome to a Wednesday night delight of the Jabba Tears podcast. As always, I'm Jenna from HR here with Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black. I know, guys, we've been kind of tipsy-topsy. Life has, you know, gotten away of some, some things, but we are here on this Wednesday night as we are preparing for full gear. Once again, if you're not going to be in Jersey, you can come out. We'll be at Legends. Um... Make sure to come early because AEW is a different animal and people will, it will be packed by six o'clock. So make sure to come out if you haven't already RSVP. Um, some other um, housekeeping notes. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to the Wrestling Realm on their 500th episode. I think it is so dope. Brian and the team, 500 episodes in. So congrats on that. I know they're recording, if not right now as we speak. They will be recording tonight, so make sure to tune in and subscribe to the Wrestling Realm. Um, next week, we will be at Legends again for Survivor Series, so if you're not going to be in Boston, you can come out um, and watch it with us, which will most likely be our last viewing party of 2022, um, so make sure to come out. And no, then last... Not. No, it's not. Survivor Series. I said that's what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Um, hey, guys. I was watching a live feed. Come in. Come into the family space. We're going to we're gonna be short but sweet. Um, before we do get started talking about this week in wrestling, um, I want to tell you guys about my amazing experience meeting Bianca Belair. I do want to share. Because it is probably, on, should be on everybody's bucket list of things to do. Because she's by far the sweetest person, like legit, like so humble, so like welcoming. It was one of the dopest experiences in meeting a wrestler I think I've had. So, um, I'll stop. What are some of y'all's like favorite? Who have you met that you were just like, yo, that was the dopest thing I've experienced outside of Sting, Mister Black? Because I know that one. That's a, that's a top one for you. Who's somebody you guys have met and you guys have been like, oh, that was just so dope. Um, me oh. and that was really dope. And she really embraced you, which I wasn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. Because <laughs> I feel like she gets a lot of guys that always like, oh my God, you're so this, you're so that. But she was so like, like, I think if you would have asked her to pick you up, like for the picture, she would have been. Wow! Wow! I, I wow! 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 Not, but I'm so serious though. Like that's how comfortable they wow. their interaction was. Was wow. like if he was like, "Yo, can we do this for the picture real quick?" She would have did it. Wow! I think and I don't think anybody that. else would have did it. No. Okay, so you're just not your jack. All right, Mister Black, who who's someone you met that you was like, "Yo, this is the dopest thing." Uh, Nobody? William Regal. Uh, yeah. Oh, cause you the one that got the picture. You well, let me was know. That was that a battle club? Yeah, battle WrestleMania club. Uh, yeah. that Wednesday of WrestleMania yeah. week when it was here. Mm-hmm. Man, so much has gone on from since then. Low key, like everyone has walked through the battle club doors. It's definitely been on the up and up. I know um Savannah and um Tasha are up for the tag team titles. 
um, which will be this Friday in Louisville. Shout out to her. Shout out to her so, shout out to the girls. Come, come bring some gold home. Um, all right, what else has been going on in this wrestling week? Um, we start off with Friday because you know we always go from the week before. Um, SmackDown as they are preparing for war games. Um, we've already know that the first the females war games will be focused on the raw women and the male um war games will focus on the SmackDown, the bloodline versus I feel like Team UK slash Europe. <laughs> um so this I'm not, that's where they from. How's that be a racist? Racist? That's, racist. that's where they're from. Is that not? Am I am I tripping? Racist. Oh dang, mad people talking to us. Oh wow. Okay. Hey guys, I'm sorry, I can't make sure. Make sure when you are commenting, put your name at the end of your sentence. <laughs> Please and thank you. All right, so yeah, SmackDown, we have that. So Gene said, meaning Taker. Me too. When I met Taker, that definitely was an experience. Who met Vince? Who's the user that met Vince? Oh, you know who I met that was, that was awesome? Shane McMahon. Oh, you met Shane a few times. Yeah, Shane was Shane is so nice. You know, not for nothing. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was really sweet. I mean, of course he's a vegan, man. Of course, man. Nah, Ziggy be in these streets. Ziggy be in the show. Oh, remember the comedy show we went to? Oh, you talking about Dolph Ziggler? ago? Yeah. When when Ziggy was on the comedy circuit. You know who's also nice, and I know I know we'll talk about him later. Austin Theory. Yes, and we will definitely get into speaking of the Austin resurrection. Theory, if you want to see the before the fame, before the spotlights, before the NXT, description below right now. Austin Theory featuring Saul Wilkins. Description below for the live listeners. You go right now on YouTube for the ones who came after. Thank you. Description below. <laughs> nah, Austin Theory was definitely actually. You know what? Let's let's Ooh. jump into the La Austin La Theory because we hadn't talked about. We didn't talk last week. Oh, so. how's the um, how's the triple threat? I mean, how was the trios match with AR Fox? Um, um, the Angry Brothers. Uh, so, I, no, it's only one brother that be injury prone. But um, because no, the match guy. was good. I mean, it's a whole bunch of of high flying moves. So that's what you signed up for. My I just never liked the fact that. You know, it being AR Fox's debut on Dynamite, and for them to lose, it was just like, was it good and I get it. For him? He got some time in. It's hard when you got, like, six niggas in the ring. Like, you can't, it is very hard to get all your shit in. So, but I definitely support AR, and I, I told Mikey, I said, AR trained Austin Theory. Like, if y'all, like, if people don't know, so that's why, like, AR Fox definitely needs his flowers because he's definitely been blessing the game. Did he train everybody? Did he train, um, did he train basically everyone in the game in that style? Yeah, who's successful? Not everybody, but, like, that whole evolve oh, type of that, that situation, like, everybody had, you know, went down through theory school. I mean, AR school, which he still does. He does shows, actually. That's what Jabari had told me when we had met him last year. 
that AR Fox at school, they do shows. Like, I don't know if it's free, but they do, like, really, like, low-key shows every Thursday out in Georgia. Like, just for, like, the neighborhood. Oh, they do a good deal. Yeah. But Austin Theory is, like, I don't know why people hate on him, son. Austin Theory is, like, really good. So, let me ask you a question, big dog. Let me ask you guys guys a question. I am speaking louder. Hold on. Hold on. You know, one head and part in this nigga here. Um, well, you have to understand, and ask the Miller Dot a question Do you think Triple H is doing a good job at Austin Theory? I think it's fine for right now because I think he needed, he needed a reason to take the um, the briefcase off of him. I but at the same time, I feel like the crowd hates him for no reason, son. I mean, well, I, I think, think I mean he's getting cheap heat, which I think that's probably why the crowd isn't really, you know, like they still see him as that bad guy. I think they've always seen him as. But I definitely think, you know, everybody was kind of like panties in a bunch when he, you know, cashed in on not only Seth, but also lost. But when he, you know, this week, he really stood on his two feet and was like, that briefcase was an anchor. It was holding me back from really being able to really be who I want to be. And I think that was a really good way of flipping it off of him. And now you're like, I swear, Raw, the last five minutes, every week, like the past few weeks has been like, you don't know who's going to get jumped. Somebody's going to get hurt before the end of this damn episode. It's a melee. <laughs> so Austin Theory. Melee. Everything was ending on that cliffhanger. Like, oh my god, what's happening? I don't understand that. So when Austin Theory ended raw like that, I was just like, see, this this is the Austin Theory y'all said y'all wanted. Y'all yeah, wanted somebody know. serious. Y'all wanted somebody that was gonna step up. <laughs> And not be a child, and he's made it very, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to change everybody's, I think, point of view of himself as just being the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now him kind of growing into that, I, I, I'm the next up because he's, he's, he's Jonathan Cena 2.0. Like we just, that's just what it's going to be. So, and it was so funny that somebody else had put in, um, on the Facebook group. If you have not already subscribed or added yourself to the Jump Team Facebook group, please do. That had mentioned that. Austin Theory's promo reminded them of a of a ruthless aggression era. Yeah. So that promo, some, and she posted it. The promo that um, Edge and John Cena had right before they six man tag on, a, I think it was a SmackDown, and Edge was like, she was like trying to pump John Cena up and tell him like he's next and ah ah, and it was the same thing Ziggy did, and that's why Zig, Dolph Ziggler is so underrated. It's not even funny. He's a placeholder. Like my man can put on so many different hats. It doesn't well, it doesn't matter. Well, it's kinda of like the NBA. It's a lost art. Like Dolph Ziggler is the Udalis Haslam of WWE, where you keep that man around because he keeps the old proper culture alive within the locker room. He teaches like, remember to sell, remember to do this. He's the one that gets 
the young guys or the dudes coming up ready for the next level. He's the Owen Hart of this year's generation. You're going to get a good match. If you can have a good match with Don Ziggler, you're a problem. Because he's going to bring out the match. You need a heel. You need a face. You feel me? Dolphy is there. Dolphy is that. Dolphy is that one that gives you that solid verse each and every time. Dolph Ziggler is the main dog of this game. You put him on the verse, you know that's going to sell. That's it. Exactly. Actually, I want to go back to SmackDown real quick. Um, They opened up SmackDown actually really, really good because they had the tag team um, title match, which was New Day. Everyone's favorite feud, New Day versus the Usos. And where the Usos are now the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. So I was I was mad, but then I wasn't because I understand. But I actually have a question to you guys and I and I put it in the chat so I didn't forget. It was something I had had to think about was what if there was never a new day? If we totally remove New Day. How would the landscape of, of tag team wrestling in WWE look? It would be suspect. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as good as it, as it is right now. Um, it, it, and, and you also got to understand, it would, it would be borderline non-existent. It would just be the, the Usos. <laughs> because it, there probably wasn't no tag team wrestling or any factions outside the New Day for a long time. Right. Well, and that's what I and I had thought about that because I was like, you know, New Day kind of laid that that foundation so that the Usos could do what they did, you know, or have the opportunity to do, you know, what they did. And I think about the all the different feuds, whether it's you know them in a tag team or them as singles, that wouldn't have never we would have never gotten Kofi and Randall. Maybe we wouldn't have gotten, you know. Um, Xavier Woods and him doing up, up, down, down, or him doing, you know, him being king of the ring and bringing that back. Like, there's so many small things that New Day has, like, really put their mark on the business that even though they lost on Friday, they still have accomplished so much as a tag team. Well, the the biggest thing for New Day is is giving us two modern-day black champions. And I think that's the biggest accomplishment that, that they have done. You can argue that Biggie was always supposed to be champion, but him being part of New Day really upped his brand and everything. And it, it, that was one of the biggest things that New Day has done is given us Kofi as a champ and also Biggie as a champ. Them being together played a major factor of, of why they became champions, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I think that it would affect the whole landscape of WWE, not WWE, but the whole wrestling landscape in general. Because I was talking to my future, my future battle club champion, Yaya. My, my future champion, I hear, all right? I don't know about Steve Pena, my future champion, Yaya. He was talking. He says a lot of promoters imitate what WWE does. So imagine. It wouldn't be as much black champions in the Indies if, if Kofi did not take off. 
Without the New Day, there would not be a revolution of black wrestlers. Without Coffee Mania, there would not be a Bianca Belair and a Sasha Banks at WrestleMania main eventing. Without that, we will not see a true WWE reign of my son. Bobby Lashley, you will not see that. You will not see that. And without the New Day, a lot of, my brother, my brother mentioned up, up, down, down. Without that, a lot of wrestlers would have nothing to do during the pandemic. You understand? A lot of wrestlers were not able to show their personality on it, on there in WWE. Do I think that Xavier Woods up up that would have been creative regardless? Yes, because that man know how to eat. But I think it would have tipped the more of the indie size better. Like you would have seen the increase of more indie talent doing the up up down that on his show because he wasn't going to get fired. So imagine that you've been indies. I know up up down wouldn't exist because the of video game is too strong. But overall, the impact it had on the game. The impact it had on pop culture, the impact it had on little black kids seeing um, Biggie and Kofi because of the champion and Bobby Lashley. So in my opinion, without the New Day, you will not see the revolution of the black wrestlers without the New Day in modern day time, in my opinion. So the New Day was the key, the catalyst to that, to put in three black brothers that weren't angry, but the sense of they're black. That's it. They, they, yeah, they I... did the rest. Yeah, I think New Day was really um, the black renaissance of wrestling. And because we didn't, really, you know, at first everybody low-key was like, oh, they church. Oh, they, they what are they doing? What? Are, how are we, how is this going to work? And, and, you know, and I think for themselves, they took a risk on themselves as well as, you know, t- working together. And as Jean had mentioned, I saw on the bottom, that they really brought back a live Freebird. That wasn't used for a very long time. Or people didn't know what that meant or how that worked. And New Day definitely brought that back to life. And also, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. definitely open, helped open those doors for, you know, those Black champions that now we can say with pride and, and, and knowing, like, you know, we were a part of those moments and things like that. Because, you know, like, I look back at even when Kofi won, and that picture of Chad and um and um MVP just like in tears, like I I can't believe that I've lived to see this. It almost gave the like when Obama won, kind of feel like yo this is like really happening. So I just thought it was interesting. You know, not only did they open SmackDown this week, but that you know their rivalry will be something to talk about. You know, our kids and kids' kids and then their kids will be talking about because. They've definitely set the tone, I think, for tag team wrestling just in general. Um, so I just thought that was a good question to ask. That was something I had on my mind. But anything, what do y'all think about <laughs> how upset Bobby Lashley has been <laughs> the past two weeks? Man, oh man. So Bobby comes back from Saudi from a loss, but it was a smart loss. And I, once again, whoever produced that match, I greatly appreciate what you've done. <laughs> Because you not only made Bobby look strong, but you gave Brock the win. So it was a win-win. So what are your thoughts on this Bobby and Brock feud? Because, you know, we're old one more match now. So what are your thoughts on that real quick? Well, it's a blockbuster match. Um, Hopefully they have it for Mania. That'll be the best thing going. Like, Bobby and Brock Lesnar is old school wrestling mixed with modern day wrestling they have the look they have the size they're both attractions they're both really good at what they do 
So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's one of those situations where you just got to love it. All right, Mr. Black, any right. thoughts on your on your boy, Bobby? Bobby Lashley, the walking Armageddon. That's all I got to say. Because Bobby Lashley, like, right now, he shows you that you need a Bobby Lashley. You need that. Because you need to bring back, like, it's an attraction. To me, when I see two big wrestlers meet on me, I see a bunch of, in a sense of rap battle, I see the sense of two power bars going at it. Niggas who just go power bars at the bars, at the bars, at the bars. Like, yo, if you ain't ready for it, they're going to hit you with a bar. And just seeing that Goliath matchup and a new different element to it. The first one was a bunch of, that was Vistism. The second one was... I, you know, I'm getting a mixture, and the third one could definitely be all out because it's Triple H, and just to see that the evolution, like, they're brawling. I love it. Like Bobby, I, I mean, um, I mean, Brock is scared. He had a one with the UFC. Once again, it brings back the old school feel. Like you had to actually go back. Like, oh, why did that happen? It makes you actually be a student of the game. Like that match was student of the game. Like. Sports entertainment at its finest. The selling, the moves, everything. Like Bobby Lashley, I'm hearing rumblings, you know, that the hurt business might come back. I was just you listen, I was just about to say, how do y'all feel about if the hurt business end up reforming again? Cause not for nothing, the past few weeks, even though they lost, Shelty's been on Raw, Seb was on Raw when they was in Charlotte. So it's like mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. As long right. as right, and that's that's the that's actually what I want too. Be and then speaking about Omas, I want you guys to thoughts real quick. So Omas, right after Saudi Arabia, had went to Nigeria, went to Lagos, Nigeria, for the very first time in over fifteen years. It's Lagos or Lagos? Either or. He went to Nigeria. And while he was there, there was a WWE film crew and they filming, you know, parts of that for, I guess, a special that could be on Peacock very soon. But they also made an announcement in Nigeria with Apollo Crews as well as that next year, February 2023, I believe they're going to do a, a WWE Africa tryout no, I was in there. Nigeria. I so I was there. You, you were you were at the press conference in Nigeria. Yeah, I'm Apollo Crew. Yeah, no. But what are your thoughts on them doing the first the first time they're doing tryouts in the motherland in Africa? We're just gonna dominate again. It makes perfect sense. It's just it's um we gotta come to we gotta come to like real understanding that WWE is the NBA of wrestling. Global, global, and, global brand, and they are on a on a place where they're trying to expand. They see that there could be other types of superstars all across the world, and their whole point is, it's we're gonna take the WWE model and put it everywhere else. WWE is like McDonald's. We have a way of doing things. We're gonna put it here, 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 and here, and make it work. Yeah. Honestly, if there's another way for somebody to come up, why not? 
So I don't mind. Like you can put one in in Haiti. You know, um, WWE Haiti IET. You feel me? It'll be mad athletic and strong. Speaking of that, but... yo, you got you got another week to watch Black Panther before we talk about it. I'm just letting you know that right now. Yo, you got you got man. seven days to watch it so we can talk about it. Y'all fiends, V wait. Y'all can wait next week. No, y'all want to open no. something. No, no, no. You know why you go opening weekend? Because to give them so Ryan Coogler could break records as being the only Correct. to have two to have the biggest years. to have the biggest November opening ever. But yeah, like, but the thing about it is I'm contributing to being um, number one for consecutive weeks. You feel me? So I'm helping. However, you know, this is you no. You gotta have no. It's opening weekend. Is 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 the is the gate? Listen. So you listen, everybody. Everybody can have a good first quarter. Not everybody have a good fourth quarter. B. I'm a fourth quarter guy. B. I'm coming with my last little ticket sales to get over the hump. Because Yo, once again, listen. Two weeks in a row. You, I am. I am. I you am. have I'm in seven row. days to watch it. Oh, we're gonna talk about Damn. it. We gave you two weeks. We, yo, we gave you two weeks. First of all, first of all, last week, the, the over the weekend, I forgot. And no, 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 no. I was over here celebrating my boo's birthday. All right, happy birthday, happy Mariah. Birthday. Yeah, Absolutely. You feel me? I yeah, but you should have her. You should have took her to go see Black Panther. Then the next you day, the next day, I had to leave once again. <laughs> you failed the Black community. What's wrong with you? Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm contributing to the long run. B. He said. He said he's people. contributing to total gross <laughs> revenue. Exactly. That's why we're black. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Y'all don't invest in our money. You know, y'all heard nothing from Atlanta when he got the money, and then a couple months later he got the bread for the dog. I'm saying this is long term booking right here, B. Nah, bro. Nah, you gotta week. You gotta week, bro. <laughs> you yo, you can go for even a matinee. I won't even tell nobody. Just go, please. He needed your twelve to fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Six dollar Tuesday, dogs. AMC, dogs. <laughs> for price. And you couldn't do that. And you couldn't <laughs> he said you couldn't even do that. <laughs> You're annoying. I'm part of the growth. I'm part of the next week's sales. Because when he's Listen. like, when he's like, no, 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 but no. no. When general, like, I, I totally enjoyed Black Panther before, before our pre-episode um, breakdown. I totally enjoyed Black Panther. Um, I didn't I enjoy the amount of times that I shed tears. That mm-hmm. that I will say. I didn't. I didn't care for that, but it was really good. So they basically with a nigga that who swims, right? So basically, you said what? Swim. So the main bad guy is a, a nigga from the sea. So they scared of water. No, no, no. You I'm not no. We're not doing that. The bigger, the bigger picture of the movie is about how us people of color, black and Spanish, are low key have to other. stick together. Instead of sticking together against the colonizer, aka the palm colored motherfuckers, yo, because that no, okay, that he's he's actually said too much. Because then I'm gonna go into it and be like, yo, I really didn't care for the, the Spanish nigga really trying to go against them like that. That really didn't sit well with me, but we're not gonna talk about it no more. We're gonna give Mr. Black 
seven more days right. and we good all, all right is the point of the movie is to show that us people of color need to stick together against stick the together yeah no for real for real they are the problem and they are the ones who are causing destruction so i'm about to get deep real quick before we move on back to wrestling so so, so there's a there's an old story about um red ants and black ants they were thrown into it they're, th they're thrown into a jar the red ants and the black ants never argue, never fight each other until somebody shook up the jar, then they start attacking each other. So the moral of the story is, it ain't the person that's next to you that you're fighting, that you should be fighting. It's the person that shook up the jar. It's the outsiders. Exactly. What a great metaphor. Man, that, 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 that messed up, that reason why that Wakandas were fighting the, 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 the ocean people. But you'll see the movie, you'll understand the bigger picture. <laughs> You know what? This is a great segue into we're gonna take the last half of the show and talk about our AEW predictions. Talk about what's been going on. How you feel about like WWE offering um Austin another match? If it's not against John Cena, I don't want it. What about what about what about if it's I just posted I just posted it because somebody else had posted Austin working out in the gym and I was like. Yo, if Austin's not working out to be an entry in the Royal Rumble or fighting Jonathan Cena at, in L.A., I don't want it. Y'all can have that. We barely got through him and Kevin Owens. So unless he coming yeah, for a pop at hard, Rumble, yeah. unless he coming in for a pop for Rumble or he's facing Jonathan Cena in L.A., I don't. I, I signed off. There's, there's nothing wait, else to do. Wait, is Stone Cold the only three-time Royal Rumble winner? Yes, I believe so. Randall, uh, Randall I, won twice. I think. I think everybody else won like twice. It could I be maybe one other person that won three times, but Austin for sure was like the first one to win three times. I think that honestly, WrestleMania will be cool. Whatever, like if you can't do WrestleMania for him, I have to agree with you, Janelle. Royal Rumble. That pop. It's the only way. That pop. That, he lives only pop. what a hundred miles from San Antonio. Yeah. It's not even. It's it's not a question. So it's either Rumble or Cena or nothing. For me. That is true. Like, what about you, like Sir Vulcan? Do you want one more from from? No. He's from, only won two Royal Rumbles. I could have sworn he won three because he won two no. back to back. No. no key. No, he won two. And he, didn't, he never won them back to back. He did it. Oh, no, was it was it a year? In, was it was it a year no, in between? Because he, he did actually. Yeah, you're right. It is three. It's he yeah. won ninety seven, ninety eight, and then he won in two thousand and one. Yeah, because I think whoever put that ninety nine, one of those that ninety nine, I think that was when um Vince won. Vince. One of them is when yeah, Vince you know. won the yeah. Rumble. Yeah. Vince won in ninety nine, ninety seven, ninety eight. He won. So, okay, yeah. see, so yeah, it was three times. See, I was like, I'm not, because they definitely made it, because I think that was really his last run, that last rumble he won. Right, so honestly, I feel WrestleMania will be, I mean, look wrong. WrestleMania, unless it's against, like, John, like, unless it's against someone, like, I personally think he should, he should go against John Cena. I wasn't CM Punk before, but CM Punk too much of a cancer. Yo, somebody else, that I had saw that earlier today, and I was just like, are we really for real? Like, I mean, Maybe 15 years ago, 
But right now, that's not, I mean, if we're talking about fantasy, you know, matches, and I, I guess for the person that may want that, but that don't look, Phil's still the it, contract. Is, so, the thing about it is CM Punk, he's wrestling good, but he's not going to be blockbuster like Stone Cold versus The Rock. Stone Cold versus The Rock, you're you bringing back old fans. From the PG era, Rupert's Aggression era, the Attitude era, you bringing back fans of like John Cena movies. You bring back Stone Cold fans of now. Everybody will come and watch that match. Nigga said the Condemned versus the Marine. <laughs> the Condemned versus the Marine. I'm asleep. But no, 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 no I so. So honestly speaking, I, I know you said that he. I don't like. I don't like Punk, but him. Coming, I think he would have pop at the Rumble right after that AEW situation. That would break the internet. That would, that would turn wrestling upside down, legit. And I don't but know whether it'll be in a though. good way or a bad way. So hmm? Which was the bigger draw, CM Punk versus Stone Cold or John Cena versus um, Stone Cold? CM Punk versus Stone Cold. Wow. Really? You think so? Because I think it, 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 if so, if Punk never went to if Punk never went to AEW, then I I would have agree. agreed with that. I, I, I think agree. because of the everything that has happened, I think even those fans that were WWE fans that love CM Punk and that was watching AEW for him, I think they were even turned off from that stuff. So yeah. I don't know necessarily if. Yeah, like if if it was before EW, then I would have co-signed. But I just want Austin. Cena. I want Austin and Cena because those are two generations. Like, and besides, like I think that Austin versus Cena would be a better match because CM Punk. They both got five moves to do, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like CM Punk. I mean, John Cena. That man recovered after having surgery after like six months. So. I'd rather have a man that's built like a tank, taking care of one of my legends, than CM Punk, who's built like Kai. Like, you blow on him. Oh, my elbow. Oh, my knee. Oh, my back. I'm just saying. Speaking about Punk. Wait, speaking about Punk, though. What what is that? You said what? Because he don't work out. That's what he said. You think so? Why? I don't think CM Punk works out, bro. So you think that he just wake up, does yoga, and go to work? I, I think he barely does yoga. <laughs> he probably walks with the dog. And complain about wrestling. But he yeah. had enough to go do commentary for that MMA show. I mean, listen. I said, listen, I'm all for getting a check. <laughs> I'm all for getting a check, so good but for nah, you, Phil. I mean, just put a bone. I feel like TM Punk, yes, I agree with Janelle, like, if he had never came back, the Mystique of him would be still there. But now, since everybody know what he did, how he did it, like how he exited and stuff like that, it's like, nah, you want to bring him back so soon. Maybe next year, yeah, but this year, nah, the bigger match where the money is, La Cena and my son um, um, Stone Cold Chill. Now, it would, and now, I will say it would be funny, if not this year, but the next year, that they give Punk the WrestleMania match that he's owed, that I would laugh at. That would be funny. Spite, 
Out of spite, uh, yeah, like, just be like, yeah, let him let him main event WrestleMania, let him win the Rumble, then the main event WrestleMania, and lose. Cause hopefully by then they ain't two they ain't two belts on one person. <laughs> so, but um, but all right, let's talk for once again for the next half of the show. And thank you once again, those that are watching on the live feed, we appreciate you guys. Make sure to write comments as we talk about we're gonna get into AW Full Gear and some good old predictions. Since once again, full gear is this Saturday in at the Prudential Center. Um, so once again, if you're not gonna be in Jersey, come on by the Legends, come watch and hang out with us um, for one of our last viewing parties of the year. Um, so let's talk about. I want to actually start off talking about this championship eliminator tournament thing that they like to do to, oh, to find a number one contender. What about the new match? Oh, uh, NXT. Okay. Real quick. So on NXT, HBK um, had announced that on um, at NXT's next um, premium live event, which is Deadline, um, there'll be a new match called, what's it called? The Iron, what's it called? Iron something match classic. It's like a mixtape called a mixtape name, like Survival of the Fittest, some shit like that. Kind of is somebody I had somebody while well, you pull up the actual name of what it is. Somebody had wrote on on the Facebook group that it that it's very similar to a old ECW match that had happened. So basically, the premise is I think it's what there you go. So I think it's five guys. I'll say it's um. There will be two matches that deadline, one for men and one for women. Both matches are consist of five challengers. Two competitors will start with another competitor entering every five minutes until all competitors are in the match. The person with the most falls, pinfalls, or submission with the falls in 25 minutes wins. A pinfall will score a competitor one point, and the person who takes the pinfall will go into the penalty box for 90 seconds. Like this is some like this is hockey. Hockey. The um it was reported earlier on Tuesday that WWE has filed a trademark for Iron Survivor Challenge on November 10th. Deadline will be NXT's final pre- premium live event of the year. It will take place the same day as ROH Final Battle. <laughs> However, <laughs> Final Battle will be in the afternoon because Final Battle actually will be in Texas. So because of the time difference, it actually will be in the afternoon. And then um, NXT um, deadline will be in the evening. So it is the same day, it's just different times. Triple H treats AEW the same way Jay-Z treats Nas. (laughs) Like you fake friends? You fake friends? No, because every time Nas Nas drops an album, Jay-Z drops an album. Anytime Nas I will say if Hove decides to just whip out an album right now and go on tour. But like even Nas mentioned it. Like last like last week, Nas put out this track list for his album, and then that same exact day, Jay-Z posts a picture with his Grammys. (laughs) Well, um the Grammy nominations actually came out it I think yesterday. And Beyonce is leading with, I think, nine nominations for Grammys this coming year. Um, But with her, wait, with her nine nominations, she's tied now with Jay-Z with the most Grammy nominations in history. What type of bullshit is that? I actually listened to Renaissance. That's that's the album's name, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Because I had to teach a class. I, had a, I need some songs. So I was like, let me see what this album's about. Let me pick some songs from here. Nigga. It's I didn't think that album was for me, but that album was for It's me. a bop. That album was amazing. <laughs> I, was, I was in the streets dancing like it's a Disney, like it's a Disney video. <laughs> Yo, but the dope part about her being nominated, low key, is literally I feel like every song got nominated. Like it's a di- you know how normally when you get nominated for Grammy, it's for like either one song or your album. Beyonce's nine nominations, at least sixty percent of them in every category, it's a different song off the album. Yeah, so that's, that's a that's she's a different that's a different type of character right there like totally different but okay i think well going back to nxt real quick and then we'll switch gears and talk about full gear and then we'll be done um i think it's a very interesting concept i think for nxt and i think it being like kind of like the iron man last man standing type of situation mm-hmm. i think it fits you know the demographic i think it fits the vibe of nxt um, I find it very interesting who it will be, um, to come out of that because there's no real like advantage when you think about it, because you, you start, even if you're the first two, you've been in, it's 25 minutes. You're the first two, you either have been in the ring the longest. So by the time the last person comes in, you're gassed and you may not have as many pins. And then the same where the last person comes in and only have 10 minutes to get as many pins as they can. So it's a very interesting, it's like a remix, I feel like to Elimination Chamber. So it's really, really cool. It's really outside of the box. Um, I look forward to seeing it. December 10th, NXT deadline. Um, shout outs to once again, Mandy Rose. I think she's the third longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. So that's exciting um, for her. Braun Breaker retained against Vaughn Wagner this week on NXT. Um, and it looks like Apollo Crews is going to be the next person to um, challenge Braun Breaker for the NXT title. So, stay tuned. Yeah, look, I'm excited for that. All right, AEW Full Gear. We're going to be there all night, guys. So, just get ready, get ready, get ready. Um, Why do I do it, son? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Um, the pre-show, I don't, once again, these matches, they haven't announced what's going to be on the buy-in. Or if any of these are gonna be on the buy-in. No, but my nigga, there could be some of these things that's on the buy-in and we just don't know yet. <laughs> but um I wanna actually talk about as I was saying, um the um AW World Title Eliminator tournament situation where they have um Ethan Page just won on Dynamite. So he's in the finals. And he's gonna either go against Lance Archer, the match, Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks, the winner of that match is going to go against Brian Cage, and then the winner of that match will go against um, Ethan Page to be the number one contender for the world title. So, with, let's just hypothetical, with NJF most likely becoming the new AEW world champion after Saturday, out of the names I named, so Ethan Page, Starks, Archer, or Brian Cage, 
who out of that bunch should be the first one to challenge him? Because the winner of the Eliminator is going to get the title shot. Title shot at Winter is coming, um, in December. What's the point of that? <laughs> this is this is absolutely lazy booking, and the, and I'm going to tell you why. So, you just finished off with your banger. You're going to finish off with a banger match. You're going to have one of your pillars of your company, 9 out of 10, probably win the title from John Moxley. Moxley, who has been literally your fucking workhorse in the company. Because uh-huh. he was supposed to go on vacation, and then the elite and Punk and that up for him. <laughs> so he Punk that selfish. Up, he, he ends up, you know... Keep putting the, having the title and really working the title and doing all this, what's, what, what he's been doing. So then you have MJF win the title. You have this elimination elimination tournament. Let's be honest, nobody cares about tournaments. Tournaments have never been popular. On even you on don't care about tournaments. No, you don't care no, about tournaments. Of, no, most of the time people don't care about tournaments on the independence because because tournaments don't have no storylines most of the time. You can't put together a storyline. Now you have winter is coming, so you basically just don't just. So in in in, in 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 that part, I agree with you. I I will disagree with the tournament thing because I like what they're doing on SmackDown with the World Cup thing that they're doing. Cute. It's a cute kind of concept, and it highlights some like people that just got there and then people that's been there. So. I think depending I on like how that shit, that shit is not cute. No, but that shit, then that's just you, and that's okay. Exactly. It's that's just, you. It's just tournaments, tournaments to me aren't the greatest thing in the world. The only tournament I've actually have been invested in because they made you invested in the tournament was King of the Ring. Because growing up, King of the Ring was if you become King of the Ring, that was always the storyline. If you become King of the Ring, you're next up. That's the next right. superstar. But these tournaments, the World Cup tournament was is literally a way for for for, for ad money that that for, for Fox so, so to advertise the World which Cup. is not bad. But then you get you get whoever. So my thing is with a tournament, it always has like something has has to be the end game. So with when WWE is doing their World Cup thing, the end game is whoever wins is facing Gunther for the IC title because right now they've literally elevated both mid card titles to being some type of prestigious exactly. titles again. Exactly. So, but it's, but to, it's, not, it's not, it's not, but think about it, we all know Gunther's going to win. But so, do we though? We don't know who's going to win know. the tournament. We don't know. We don't know. If, if, if Braun Strowman wins this tournament, will Gunther still be IC champion? Yes. Okay. But the thing about yes. it is like you said that how that nobody cares about tournaments. So why do the most rated come for the NBA playoffs? Playoffs in general. Some of the higher rated come during the playoffs of any show. That's that's what apples and oranges. I'm not finished. That's apples and oranges. I'm not finished. That's apples and oranges. But let me finish. Let me finish. I'll let you talk. Nobody will care about none of the games into the big games or the NBA playoffs. None of that, according to you. Now, and, and now in sports, and now in, in wrestling, you talk about people don't care about tournaments. You talk about people are feeling for the May Young Classic to come back, the Cruiserweight Classic to come back. Like, what are you talking about? And how many times? But, how, many, how many times that? How many times they had great tournaments for the U.S. Championship tournament, for the um, IC when the um, for the IC tournament? How many times they crown people? 
for the tag team tournament to come to crown like new champion. Nobody cares about it, right? SmackDown titles. He slayed a rhino. That storyline. Care about tournaments. It's wrestling. It's it's combat theater. You easy to put storylines into this. And them having this, you looking at it as like it's the best way to display talent the fastest way. Hey, you may not know Lance Archer, Land Richard Ricky Starks, you display two talents right there. So the fact that you said the fact that you said nobody care about any tournament, you shouldn't be talking because Hog had a tournament to crown a new champion and people came to every event to watch this. So let me explain this. Let me answer your question. So first things first, you said about NBA finals and you know why kids about tournaments. The reason why people care about NBA playoffs, because they do what wrestling do wrestling does. They make it into storylines. Your um HC versus the, the, the number one seed. W, like literally sports taking has taken WWE's formula. They inject storylines into all of their playoff games. I mean, but that actually, actually, you know who does it? Football, NFL does a really good job the whole NFL season. They, they all inject storylines to make you They do it the whole season, though. To make you care about it. Now, number, and, and then uh, we'll continue, we'll continue on. You're just putting matches together. Now, when it came to Hog, Hog didn't, Hog did one match. Or sometimes two matches that were part of a tournament to, to need something else. Because even he told me, he's like, a lot of times people don't pay attention to tournaments. Especially on the independent scene. It's harder, and I will say it is harder yeah, on the, the indies because people, because you may come for one show, you may not come for the other, then you miss out. But the issue, so I think, and you know, you guys are just telling me who you think is going to win and then we'll move on. But I think the issue with this eliminator tournament is they do it so many times to where it doesn't have that feeling of, a, of it being important. It just feels like we're just once again going to play eight people on TV here and there and then give them a random ass title shot. Because listen, when I met Ricky Starks last weekend, the first thing I told him before I said, I'll be right back. I told him, I said, if you don't win this tournament, bro, what are we doing? And then when I thought about it, I was like, I actually now rather him not win because then you're going to get some stinky ass, what, two, three weeks of something to then still lose to MJF because he just won the title. So it's, it's always, it goes back to what Sir Wilkins has said about it being bad booking because you can't crown your champion then three weeks later give him a random ass opponent with no storyline no purpose and then have people invested in it and i think that's i think that's the growing pains that aw has to figure out is how do we how do we keep this a little bit longer instead of keeping it every three four weeks of something or barely even that so once again out of the four um, I really don't even know why Brian Cage is even wait, in wait, that wait, tournament. Wait, 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 wait. I think that just to pause them, I think that it wasn't by design that had they had so many tournaments because too many people get injured. Punk got injured. That's a choice. That no, was no, a no, choice. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like how that we really got fatigued so much because Punk got injured. You know, Punk with the whole title situation, Punk and stuff like that. So. I guess because they did it before. They didn't do it so much before. But now with the whole interim idea, 
they ran into the ground. Once they oh, that insulin shit is trash. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you why when we get to this Tony Storm and Jamie Hader match because they are doing my girl Jamie Hader all type of wrong for doing this match. But um, so once again, the finals of the Eliminated Tournament will be at full gear. Um, real quick, um, for the uh, I don't even know why. RH World Title match is a fatal four way. <laughs> I don't even know why. You got Jericho, you got Daniel Bryan, you got Cesaro, you got uh, Sammy Guevara, who actually tonight they just did a, a tag team match against each other. I don't know. Yeah. Cesaro. They do it all the time. Yeah, but, then, but they do all the time. But then it's like, so Jericho, spoiler alert, Jericho ended up tapping. When Cesaro put him in the walls, y'all already know how I feel about if the champion loses before the actual match. He's still gonna be champion, <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing. Um, but they you have the fatal four way for the ROH title. Um, I don't know if they're gonna make it official, but they had a segment with Samoa Joe, and then Will Hobbs came out, and then <laughs> and then Warlow came out, so I don't know if they're gonna do something with full gear for that, but stay tuned they are, for that. They are, they are, they are, they are, they are like, it's a triple Um card. your boy Darby Allen. I I always kinda like the video montages they do. I just honestly I'm at the point where I do feel like Sting is holding Darby back. So I'm at that point. But they're gonna do Darby and Sting, because that's the only Sting will wrestle is an attack match smart. Versus Double J, Jeff Jarrett. And Jay Lethal at full gear. I'm not gonna hold you. It almost made me want to buy a ticket. I was close. I was like, I want to see Jack. But um, do you think it's too soon? What? For this match to even happen, Jeff Jarrett hasn't even been in the company two weeks, and he already got a match. Um, honestly, they gotta sell tickets at this point. They desperate right now. Yeah. Yo, they got they sent out a Danny had got an email about this two tickets left. I was like, what? And then he but then he on he was on some interview talking about they almost got the million mark. And I was just like, What? What are we doing? All right. Um, so they have that tag team match. Um, but I do. I think I think it's time Darby let's go pop pop sting. Because I think it's time Darby really goes on his own and really, Thanks, you know, goes for know some goal. Wrestling, man. That's they want niggas to betray each other, dog. What's wrong? I'm with not even saying, but I never. First of all, I never said anything about portrayal. I just said that I think it's time for Darby to be on his own. I never said nothing about betrayal, now. That's why the hurt business is not a business no more. People like y'all. But do you do you not feel like? It's time for Darby to fly on his own. And, and you the number one Darby. You the number one Darby I was in. I thought that Sting, like, I, yeah, like, I feel like Sting was not holding this. I think, think about it. Darby was still winning matches with without Sting. He won championship with Sting. It's not like. But now he hasn't. He's done nothing but lose. So. I'm not saying it's Sting's fault. I First of all, I love me some, some Steve. So don't even get me started. But they're not what doing, I'm saying, they're not doing but, they're not th- with Darby. but that's the that's my point. That's my problem. It's like Yo, you, honestly, you talk honestly. about you talk about all the pillars, you talk about those that have been with the company from day one. And honestly, Darby hasn't done hasn't moved the needle in the last year. 
And I'm not saying it's Sting's fault. I'm not saying it's Darby's fault. I'm just saying. As a fan. Because I, I want, you know, everybody always says that, you know, I, I hate AEW, blah, blah, blah. I don't like certain, I don't like things that are done. Just like in any other company. But Darby, for the most part, I definitely, they need to really do something with him. Because he hasn't been doing anything. Um, you have Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy in a steel cage match. Jungle Boy's gonna win. Jungle Boy. Okay, and then you have Jade versus Nyla for the TBS. I just love that they had TBS champion quotations under Nyla. <laughs> but I like Jade. But if she wins, it's not gonna be like I look like you know what it is. If she wins, it'd be like all right. Like there's no sense. Like at this point, and it's not too, it's not too, it's not to Jade's fault. A time is stale. It's, it's like did I do nothing right with her at this point? It's, what do you think? Stale. So question: What do you? Which match was like the plateau? Like what was the top for her? Like what was the one match? What was Oh, Willow. When she be Willow the okay. second time, it was just like ah. Uh, but that's all cool. her matches. No, 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 no. Willow. I feel like Willow was like the peak because, like you said, it was all matches. I think Tony to, to was behind Willow at this point, and she lost. The whole momentum was just like. I I don't care for the side no more because it's just like I think Willow I Willow definitely made her look good. I will say that yeah. Willow made her look good, but I I will say that and as I've as I've been said, they've put Jade in a box and can't get out of it. So in yeah. all honesty, if Nyla doesn't win, then I I'm not I'm not it's it's so, it, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've checked out. Checked out. So I'm good. I'm good. Um, most likely like during that match, like this this is I'll be I'll be real with you. If Jade wins, I'm not going to watch any more of her matches because they don't interest me no more. It's the same shit. Like, she's like, 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 it's just like, boy, what are you doing? It's just boring. That's a tan. And like, at least with Goldberg matches, he did it in a quicker fashion. It was just like, ah, and Jade is just like, you talk the same shit. You do the same. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just not. I definitely told I Tony Schiavone when I met him, I was like, you need to tell Jade she got to cut her shit, though. <laughs> and he laughed. <laughs> it's so nice. But, um... No, I mean, he didn't smell bad. I'm not smelling the man. The fuck? Wait, 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 um, I have a question. Did Undertaker uh, smell like old people and death? No, he did not. Oh, Yo, did you... I, I got to sing out a clip. This is how they humanize Undertaker. They got, you know, that tortilla challenge shit that they, they had, they been, that was like going on. So him and yeah. Michelle McCool did it. He smacked the fuck out of her. Smacked the dog piss out of her with that tortilla. I gotta send that to y'all. <laughs> it was like, whoa, whoa. Um, speaking yo, about Taker real yo, quick. Yo. Speaking about Taker real quick. If Black had done that, it would have been a different story. But it was his wife, so. <laughs> Well, still, regardless of Black Panther is way. But it's a tortilla challenge. What can you do? You, you know what you said? Like so, so, yo, but what if she smacked the shit out of you? 
So that's your question. So that's your question. So, so that's your question. No, 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 no. So you say that if Mikey slapped you the tortilla shot, Mikey wouldn't even get close to first of all. I'm not even doing that. Wouldn't even get close to even talking about fucking tortillas. So no. Um, moving on. Um, the acclaim, which if you haven't watched on this week's the tonight's dynamite came out with a new music video that they recorded apparently on Atlantic City. <laughs> but it was I thought it was a nice little bop. I don't know. They missed the mark with him and Swerve having a rap battle. That could have been a thing. When he did the music video, I was just like, yo, they missed that mark. Because him and the two of them would have went, they could have really went at it. But um, you have the acclaim. Whatever. You have acclaim versus Swerve and our glory. So you say that Swerve did it. So you say Swerve better him on the mic? Um, no, I'm not saying that. He freestyles better. Yeah, like, he got bars. But, I mean, regardless... I like I, I like Max Casser better, so it's okay. No, it's coming to an entrance that's done by Swerve Strickland. The main event comes to entrance by Matt Casser. So there you go. Well, there you go. Um, will we see the turn of Shane finally going against Keith? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, versus Shane. I think that that's gonna elevate them within the company. That that two fuel each other will definitely elevate their stock. I want to see that match now. Swerve versus Shane Strickland. Yes. I mean, Swerve versus um Keith. Uh, so, yeah. So, okay. We got the last two, and then we'll And then I got one last question, and then we'll sign off. Um, We have Britt Baker versus Soraya, formerly known as Paige. Paige's in-ring return um, is happening this Saturday at Full Gear. I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger on this match right now. I, I don't, yeah. but what do you, what do you thought? <laughs> I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Brick can't lose. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't know. That's your question. Wait, that, that's the, that's a terrible decision. But that does Brick gain exactly. exactly. to lose. It, but my, so my thing is, is that you have Paige come back. You could have built it up a little bit. I, I feel like he pulled the trigger too fast. And I do feel like if Paige beats her, then, like, it it hurts the credibility of Britt being, like, I am the women's division of AEW. Like, this is, like, I, I've built this house. So her losing looks real sus. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think the match should. I think they should have waited until next year to do the match. I don't think it should have happened right now. But when? Because so No, I know. So what I would have did instead of giving Jamie Hader, and that's the other match I want to talk about. Instead of giving Jamie, Jamie Hader this low key fake ass women's interim title match, instead of giving her the real women's title match, that's neither here nor there. I would have did the tag match with Hader and Britt. And had Paige's first match be a tag match back, so that she could still feel herself in the ring and get used to that feeling again. How about and then? Well, that could be a thing too. But then I would have maybe did. I would have. I would have did then. Britt and Paige at uh, was that Revolution that day February pay per view. I did it maybe then. Either there or double or nothing. 
do I feel like I agree with you? I like I agree with you. Like, do I think that Brent will lose it? Will lose the credibility? No. It's something called yo. If you're a good enough wrestler, you recover from anything. No, 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 no. If that's the case, if that's the case, Triple H had never lost to HBK at SummerSlam that year, but he did because it makes sense for the storyline. Because HBK was just coming back. Exactly. But but Triple H but but Triple H wasn't the face of a women's division that already is lackluster. Triple H was in the middle of his reign of terror during that time. What? what he mean? was on his reign of terror. Like he was in stuff like his reign of terror on. Like he was one of the top. Listen, I, like, I don't agree. I don't like, agree. That's okay. Her losing does not do nothing for her credibility. Her losing, all right, she lost. That's it. She can recover because Khan likes her. He'll give a good booking. So I'm not worried about that. You could, like, I, like, I would say this. Anything beats a loss with good booking. Look at Austin Theory. He lost the money in back. And what and what did um what did Triple H do? Booked them right. Simple. And it makes sense. But do I agree that her first match should have been a tag team match? A thousand one percent. Because you should have saved that for the next pay you next year. Yo, that could be one of the headlines. Hey, Sarai versus what's name? A return match. And then that would have been better. I agree with you. It should have been a tag team match. It should have been. I agree with you. It, it, like, like, it is too soon. But Brim Breaker losing? No. It won't do nothing. It won't hurt her. Good, like, mm-hmm. it won't hurt her. No. I think it will. Um, like, for example, Will Hobbs, when he lost to CM Punk, it didn't hurt him. He actually gained a little more stock because he was in the title picture. He, he did good stuff after that. It's all about your booking after. The That's good it. stuff after That's that? It. What else after Will, when he lost to CM Punk, did he do? He's talking more and more TV with Ricky Starks. Like, like it definitely helped his stock. It did. What? Like, what? He was. What? He was on a rising stock, but it, it, like it didn't decrease him. He was still on TV. They still was mentioning him because of good booking. See, but you using that's a uh, I, I, those are two different instances though, because you have you literally have you're talking about Will, who's up and coming, been doing his thing, and that's and that's great. That's fine. I love him. He knows that. But you're literally talking about somebody that carried their women's division on their back for three years. To then just have the ex, to have the ex WWE person come in and beat her. Stop looking at ex WWE person and just look at somebody who. That's what it is. That that's what it is. No, no, it's just like that's not. It's like saying that this way, right? It's like, hey, you know, you work at um, iPhone, and the one the top executive from Samsung get fired. I don't want to pick him up. Like, hey, let's pick him up. He's a good pickup. They don't worry about where he's freaking works at. It doesn't matter. And but you're 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 saying your your comparison to Samsung being the, the better pickup. Paige hasn't wrestled in over what five years. And that's why with Triple H, H did wrestle for mad long and he won. So 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 this is what about this? Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold won. And why we came over? Nothing happened to him bad because of good booking after. It does not matter. Oh, how, about how, about how about this? 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 Bret Hart, who hasn't wrestled in mad Your your examples, your your comparisons are still not gonna hit me the same way you want them to because you literally have someone that carried a division and created her name in that company to then lose to someone that hasn't been in the company for even two two months. 
So this is my But it's okay. So 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 this so, so this is my thing and uh, you forget that my brother has forever longer than Paige. I mean longer no, than Britt Baker. That's fine. Experience. Are my whole thing with Paige coming in, I wouldn't mind her winning if she was facing a good wrestler. Because the match is going to be shitty. And I'm going to say that off the rip. I Hopefully they prove me wrong. But the match is going to be absolute shit. Because Britt Baker can't carry nobody in a match. And Paige is not... She just got back to wrestling, and I don't think she can put on a banger match. She wasn't putting on banger matches before. And I know everybody in the comments are all going to be like, no, yeah, she did. She did it one time. Because y'all always bring up Emma, that one time. Emma. <laughs> y'all always bring up yo, that one time. And, yo, Emma made Ronda look so good two weeks on that SmackDown. Uh, Baby. I just had to put that out there. Emma came coming back and doing that open challenge with Ronda. She made Ronda look like a star. But continue. Yo, they, yo, they always mention that one match. Emma match. match. They always mention that match. Always. But that's my biggest issue with this match coming up because... Yeah, I see what they're trying to do. Britt Baker being that the face of the company, the face of the women's division. So, so and and you know, Paige is trying to take her spot. So it's good. It's good that way. But when you're trying to elevate a division in more ways than one, you need good matches. And that match is not going to show. This is the best of the best of the women's division. And that's my biggest issue because that match is absolutely going to be the shits. And everybody's going to say, call me a dickhead. Hopefully they prove me wrong. But that match is absolutely going to be fucking horrible. I'm just going to say that Brent... You don't know shit so well, kid. I just don't want Britt to I just don't want Brit to bleed. That's that's all I'm asking, Britt. Britt's going to bleed. bleed. (laughs) Britt's going to bleed. Paige is going to be out of breath and is gonna be blown up. Because she just got back. And anybody that's been in the ring that's been in a match about an actual match, I don't care that shit's five minutes, I don't care that shit's ten minutes. That shit will blow you up, especially if you haven't wrestled in a match. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling is not the same thing as being on a cardio machine. So, I wish them luck. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. This is going to be a complete train wreck. I hope they prove me wrong. But that match is going to be the absolute shit. All right, last but not least. Jonathan Moxley versus <laughs> Maxwell Jacob Freeman for the AEW World title. Go home, Moxley. What? I'll be MJF is winning. So I think William's going to help him win. Yeah. I think yeah. Regal's going to help him win. Because he's and, going so and, hard on the, I can do this myself. I don't need anybody. I don't need my ring. I don't need this. I don't need that. I'm the devil. Like, listen. The ending credit no. should be MJF hand being raised by William Regal. 
Yeah, I don't feel like that's creepy that he's calling himself the devil and you want people to worship him. Like, no, it's pretty weird. I mean, it's it. Uh, uh, mm. it, it was like when Bray was like, "Follow the buzzards." <laughs> that was like weird. Nah, but the buzzards kind of like. Nah, that shit was weird. That shit was wild. <laughs> so you're saying this? You rather someone say worship him like the devil than someone say follow the buzzer? They both sound weird. Like I, I couldn't do neither one. <laughs> The buzzers was like follow the buzzers like yo when he comes around light your light which that makes sense like that's no that's no demonic, well he's he's thing. the bad guy so he's the devil so that makes sense <laughs> like no 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 that's how he that's how he represents himself he's he's the bad guy in the story that everybody needs in their story because he does it so well. But that's any story you need to approach like, a, 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 a antagonist. That's any story. You right, he's just he's story. just labeling himself as the devil. That's that's just what that is. But anyway, um, last question, and then we'll wild. wrap up. <laughs> shit is that wild. Shit is wild. Um, wild. last question. Um, who has AW dropped the ball on the most, and why? Darby Allen. Why? He's not doing anything anymore. Darby Allen is supposed to be one of the biggest pillars of that company. He was over as fuck. And right now, he's just in obscurity and hanging around with, with, with State. <laughs> I feel Mr. Black. Meryl. Why? Okay. Because, again, again, let me break this down to you. My son Meryl came with a company. Hungry. He was starving. Stop it. The streak that he was going on. He lost the title. I was like, all right, cool. He put on bag of matches and now where is he? You put all that investment into him. You did all of that. He got a custom title, Tony. Where was that? And I feel like that's to me that's fucked up in my eyes because this man put on classics for you. During your early stages of your company during the pandemic, and you don't see nothing of him, I don't hear nothing of him. Like that's like to me, that's like an insult to me. Like you dropped the ball on somebody that WWE dropped the ball on him. You can't gave him a platform. That's it. Okay, I actually Loki have two. Um, first one is Warload, and I know everybody's gonna be like, "But he's the champion," but no. he has no type of like title reign rivalry. He's been hanging with Samoa Joe, who was a different company's champion, and they were tag teaming and had shirts, and then Joe snuck up on them last week. They he hasn't Willow hasn't been in anything hot since the MJF thing. And that's a problem. And the other one for me is Ricky Starks. And I told him that in his face. What I said, How they I said how they said? treated you since Cody left is fucked up. And that's why. I'll tell y'all later. <laughs> he said some other shit. He says, yo, Ricky Starks said some shit that I wish we could interview him, Loki, because he was talking some real shit. But I'll tell y'all. I'll tell y'all. Oh, <laughs> well, so let's do like, this show, then, so we can get this, this, this behind-the-scenes interview. It's nothing crazy, though, I promise. But Ricky just, he's a really good soul, and he really, you know, him coming through the NWA, 
and getting that getting that spotlight and that recognition and then now being on AEW, I really thought, you know, more would have come from that. Him being the FTW champion really didn't really mean nothing really. Um him in this eliminator tournament thing and then you know, say if he wins, then he goes against MJF and then loses. It's like, bro, like I just I want something meaningful for him. And really for I anybody, that, to be honest. I think that not just shit on Ricky Stark, nothing like that. It's not no knock on him. I feel like he should go to Impact, dominate, and basically show everybody like, yo, this is how you use him. Because I think that he's doing any company, WWE, New Japan, he will be a star. Because he got the look. He got the in-ring ability. The selling is on point. He's a total packer. And they play with him that he's an Atlantic champion, some kind of champion. That's the insult what he did to Team Taz. What he did Team Taz, pride and powerful, what he did to those tag teams in the beginning? Fuck you, Tony Khan. Fuck you and suck my dick. And that's intense. But on that note, and Ricky Sox identifies as a black man. So, whoop, whoop to him. Um... Once again, this week, Saturday, full gear. If you're not, once again, not going to be in Jersey, come hang out with us out in New York City, Manhattan at Legends Bar. Make sure to RSVP for that. Um, next week, we will be doing a special, once again, Wednesday edition of the Java Tears Podcast due to Thanksgiving. We want to give everybody time with their family and loved ones on Thanksgiving. So we will do our banter the day before. Um, and then, you know, we got our last few weeks of the year um, coming up. So we want to just be able to give you guys content and also do a really good this year review, um, preparing for 2023 and all of that jazz. Um, but once again, um, I'm Janelle from from HR here with our representative Mr. Black, hashtag Black Excellence, hashtag we are out.